Hello, my name is Dr. Wojtek Wojcik, and welcome to another podcast from the Royal College of Psychiatrists. Today I'm speaking with Paul, who has had an experience of depressive illness. Hello, Paul. Hi, Wojtek. Um, so, Paul, can you tell me a little bit about what happened and how it started? Um, yeah, I, I, I worked for uh, the same firm for 40, 41 years and ended up being in charge of uh, the whole of Africa, Middle East and South Asia. And one day I was told that I, my services were no longer welcome and I'd be, uh, or no longer needed, and I'd be, I was made redundant. And that was sort of, if you like, the trigger of uh, what then happened. That, that, sounds, and that sounds quite horribly sort of undermining. Um, can you tell me more about what, what, what you noticed in the weeks that followed? Well, yeah, the initial shock um, was sort of uh, helped a bit by the fact that I had to also, my team was in the same conditions, I had to help them out. But once I'd sort of got out of the um, bailing out mode and and sort of uh, the far control, um, I started finding myself getting very, very tired, um, not wanting to get up at all. This progressed into staying in bed all day. it progressed into being very scared either at work or at home to pick up the telephone in case I got more bad news and I also ended up with piles and piles of mail left unopened um, that I just at times could not open for the same reasons I was scared even even the junk mail because there might be something bad in it. So so you went from a position of being in, in a great deal of responsibility uh, for the company you worked for someone yeah. who's very much in charge, to spending most of the day in bed, being afraid to open letters. Yes. That, that, that must have been quite a shock. Yeah, it was, it was a shock for, shock for me completely because I, I just wasn't that type of person. Um, in, in, in my time, apart from sort of uh, leading a lot of work, I also led uh, teams into uh, disaster recovery. In fact, I was responsible for... Um, setting up a disaster recovery team for my company. In fact, worked in uh, earthquake zones within days of the earthquake, during aftershocks, all the rest of it. Mm. Um, I, I, I was somebody that thrived on stress. So, so then, when when you found yourself in this position, what's what about your family or your friends? Or well, family couldn't understand it. Um, you know, sort of. Uh, even my granddaughter, you know, I went from being somebody who was lively and bouncy into somebody who was totally withdrawn. Um, I was with, you know, my my wife and my, uh, my my sons who are sort of thirty and thirty-two um, couldn't understand it because I had always been a, a sort of rock, um, and now mm. I was actually a total wimp and sort of just shying away from anything. I was I became totally undependable. Un- mm. So you, you were not yourself? <laughs> no. Your, your family couldn't understand it? No. What about your friends? Um, was friend, friends tried to keep in touch, but obviously with me not answering the phone, not answering mm. emails, um, I was somebody who was a prolific e- email uh, correspondent, and that just dried up. I didn't want to turn the computer on. Mm. Um, things like this, um, I just just effectively made myself a social outcast because people just couldn't get through to me and my wife would say oh 
you know, um, Ray called or Mick called, hmm. and I wouldn't call them back. I just couldn't call them back. What what you're describing, you know, sounds like such a a huge change in, in from the person you usually were or are. That must have been quite hard to kind of comprehend well, what it, was happening to you. Yeah. When when did you first think that maybe you were ill or <laughs> that maybe there's something well, wrong? Well, it took quite a while because I I was so self centered at that point and I was so wounded I wasn't actually looking at trying to trying to work out what was wrong I, I was merely sort of uh, um, uh, suffering from the effects as such and uh, I was merely reacting to it um, you know I wasn't reading books I wasn't doing anything like that I was just trying to sleep it away um, you know, and quite honestly, there were times when I would sleep sort of 18, 19 hours a day. So I, th- at that point, I just wasn't looking for help. I didn't know that there was help. Mm. Mm. Okay, so so that, so that might have taken some time. Yeah. Some people listening to this podcast might, might hearing your story so far, think, well, you know, you were getting over losing your job. This was simply a process of sort of grieving really for her being unemployed and that's not really being ill no what what would you say to that well i would i i I would agree there was a certain amount of grief and things like that in it but Mm. um that's that's fine for the first six months (laughs) well it's probably fine for the first three weeks but then you know you man up and you get on with it don't you Mm. um when you're then a year in and things aren't getting any better um it's at that point that you start thinking hold on this is this is you know getting really ridiculous you've got to do something about this okay so you've been through other kind of challenges in your life before and you were not a stranger to kind of mobilizing yourself and getting on with things but this was something different very different indeed for me as i say it 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 felt like emasculation it felt as if my whole raison d'etre had, had disappeared and I wasn't equipped, I felt, to be able to deal with it, whereas everything mm. else I could always work out the solution within minutes, mm. a couple mm. of hours at most. This was just foreign territory. I was, I was completely mm. out there and just didn't understand where I was going. So how, how in the end did you, did you get help? Well, in the, in the end, um, I did what I should have done a lot earlier, and that was went down to my GP and sort of poured my heart out about what was happening. Unfortunately, my GP was, was in listening mode and uh, took a lot of notice of what I said and uh, for a start diagnosed it, uh, but then after that um, started getting me treatment for it. So that was quite good, although... There were a few false starts in that she referred me um, for um, treatment at a local hospital um, and then I was rung up, uh, sorry I wasn't rung up, I was written to saying that my case wasn't serious enough um, Mm. to uh, deal with, at which point she got um, uh, quite combative and Mm. went back and then I got a telephone interview from a nurse and after that I got... um, a psychiatrist where I went for group therapy sessions uh, what they call CBT um, 
and also she prescribed me some drugs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the drugs, uh, uh, antidepressants, didn't seem to work very much at first, but it was on a very low dose. And eventually, after a little bit of uh, experimentation on the dose levels, uh, we got the, the dose right. And that, coupled with the uh, cognitive behaviour therapy, the CBT, actually started stabilising where I was and, and getting me to understand the condition and to start fighting it. Mm-hmm. So how long, do you think, how long do you think it took you to, to recover? Uh, I think a bit like alcoholism, I don't think you recover, um, or at least you, you're never cured, but you do get better, um, and you also get to learn how to handle it. Um, and and what to do about it. Um, certainly before I got to being functioning again um, in a good form, it was probably about another two to three months. Hmm. Um, by the end of the course, I was keeping appointments, I was answering the mail, I was back on the computer, I was doing, you know, I was, I was networking, I was looking for new work. Um, and in fact, uh, since then, I've... Uh, uh, I, I've found work uh, again, so that, mm. that that again was good. Um, but certainly, the initial stages, two to three months before yeah. I was out of that black hole, where yeah. really all I wanted to do was stay in the duvet. Yeah. And so you've mentioned that once you did get access to treatments and to help uh, from mental health services, you know, you went to medication. That took a while to kind of get going, but it was helpful. Oh. And you received some psychological therapies, which yep. were also helpful. Um, once these treatments had been initiated, had 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 run some course, and perhaps your appointments, um, you know, for psychological therapies had finished, is there anything else that you found helpful yes. for staying well? Yeah, <laughs> very very much so. Um, the problem the problem is that when you're like this, and you first a get your doctor's help and attention. And that starts the process, and then you get the psychiatric help, and you get the the uh, drugs help. Again, that that gets you back to a place where you can work, and you can actually then start uh, going on an upward spiral, which is brilliant. But the trouble is, you get to the end of the treatment, and then there's this looming chasm there that you're very very worried about, and I certainly was. Fortunately, I was introduced to the Depression Alliance and uh, uh, there were some people within the same clinic that I was being treated at um, and I was introduced to those and they put me in touch with a support group that um, was meeting on a weekly basis so I I was able to get in touch with them immediately the formal treatment finished Mm -hmm. and the support group has helped absolutely immensely since um, that time and it it really is. It's a case that we're all in the same boat. We've all had um, been through different stages and different types of depression, but nonetheless, we are able to help each other, and we're able to also get hold of professionals as we need to. So that's that's actually upbeat, and uh, in in the process as well. As I say, I, I've uh, I've found work. I've actually started my own company, so I've regained the confidence that I had before uh, this all started. So it sounds, from what you're saying, that actually being in touch with a group of other people who've been recovering from depression has really helped you 
rebuild your confidence and Absolutely. feel like you're sort of back 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 to normal well um, yeah um back to normal is always a relative thing because mm. the thing is i still have bad days but, but I don't have bad weeks, I don't have bad months. I get two days tops where I'm feeling really mm. down, but at least I know where to go, what to do, and who to, who can help me with it. And it's a combination of my GP, access to the medical profession via her and to the drugs, but also the support group and, and the people that, that understand my condition. So... What it means is, yeah, you know, you, you, I'm not sure anybody ever gets cured from depression, but what happens is you can live with it and you can live with it and, and, and prosper. Hmm. That's really interesting to hear that. Um, I mean, as, a, as a psychiatrist, I see a lot of people who they present as severely depressed and then improve a great deal and appear to be back to, to what we might say in a slightly jargonistic way, normal function, where they no longer feel sad or tired all the time. Mm. But of course, the, the experience there, the, the memory of that, is something that might perhaps change your attitudes, certainly have a huge impact on your confidence. And I wonder, do you, do you feel like there are some things that you do differently now? <laughs> things that you yeah. kind of learned from your, your episode of illness, which might be a, a benefit in terms of keeping you well, or even more generally in your life? Well, um, there's a gen general point, and that is that before I became depressed, uh, before I had this condition, I used to think that people who got depression actually were people who were, you know, couldn't hack it, that, that basically they needed to man up, they were wimps. Um, well, all I can say is that my life up until that point had been, you know, sort of very robust, had been... Um, very full of confidence and all the rest of it it happened to me and I suppose if it happens to me it can happen to anybody I've had people working for me in the past with depression and I thought that I dealt with them sympathetically I now see that I could have done things better the other thing that I do is I do think more now about how my words and deeds can impact on other people and I also try and make sure that um, I take account of the fact that there are some things that aren't visible, like broken legs, that people could be suffering from, and you know it's just mm. you're just a bit more caring, I suppose. Well, Paul, thank you very much for sharing your experience with us. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs>